everybody. Welcome to 80s Horror. And I am Rebecca. And I am with my lovely co-host, Jonathan Moody. Aw, thank you for saying I'm lovely. Aw. And uh, today's pick is my pick. Uh, is 1982's Alone in the Dark. Uh, mm. Not the Christian Slater shit show. Oh, uh, you're not saying the Uva Bowl Alone in the Dark? You yes, know, this that's is... the, the only Alone in the Dark I knew for a while you know yeah this one is from 1982 it does not get talked about very much and so we're going to talk about it and kind of maybe talk about why it doesn't get talked about Mm -hmm. um so it stars donald pleasance uh um jack palance uh martin landau it's produced by bob shea it's from new line directed by Jack Shoulder, has all of what we today would consider to be all the elements of a successful horror movie. But it's like just... a new line horror movie. Right, right. But this is also 1982. So it is before Freddy Krueger brought New Line uh, back to life. So this is pretty much, I think, when New Line was about ready to fold. Yeah, this um, is that uh, new, was it um, New Line was the mo- the thing that uh, Freddie built, right? Yeah, the house that Freddie built. Yeah, the house that Freddie built. So right, because this... they were they were close to closing down by like eighty three, whenever oh. they conceived Nightmare on Elm Street. So, uh, but this I don't know. This is just a, a good movie. This is maybe like a third time watch for me. Hmm. Um, it's got a little bit of everything. It's I think maybe that's part of the reason why it's not as talked about. It's not a slasher per se. It's more home invasion. It's definitely home invasion. I would say that. uh, Psycho people, uh, you know, like a mental hospital. Um, But it's got a lot of elements. Maybe it just didn't know what it was going to be. I don't know. I actually enjoy this movie a lot. I'm curious to see what you have to say about it. Oh, you want to know now? Okay. Sure. Give Um, me your general thoughts. Well, because I'd never seen it before and I was very interested in it. And I actually, so. Just so people know, and a lot of people do already know, I had COVID uh, this past weekend and everything, and it was pretty, pretty rough. So one of the things I was happy about is that, you know, during COVID, you get to watch movies or whatever, just relax, you know, sleep a lot. And um, I wanted to watch this movie and I think I watched it. I watched it yesterday and I was still kind of I was recovering over it, you know, and everything. And I watched a really crappy movie we had to do for Indie Film Cafe. I won't say what it was, but we had this really <laughs> terrible movie that Paul picked. And um, to reward myself, I was like, I need to watch a good movie, you know. And I was like, oh, I know we got to do Alone in the Dark tomorrow, so I might as well watch it. And uh, I I really enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't like I didn't know what to expect. Like I didn't know anything. Like I didn't look at the trailer going ahead. I didn't uh, look at the synopsis. I knew nothing about this movie. I didn't even know Jack Palance and Donald Pleasance were in the movie until, um, well, I noticed uh, Martin Landau looks familiar when he walked in in the beginning. And uh, then, uh, of course, I see Donald Pleasance and I'm like, wait, am I in a Halloween movie? Like, is that what <laughs> the, what is going on here? And it is very Halloween-y. you know, in a way that like, you know, uh, he's not Dr. Loomis, but he's uh, and he's he's not like Dr. Loomis. He, he is. So Rob was half asleep while I was watching this. And when Donald Pleasant started talking, he kind of opened one eye and he's like, is that like low rent Dr. Loomis? I go, no, it is Dr. Loomis. <laughs> that pretty much is Dr. Loomis. Yeah. A little toned down, though. 
not quite yeah. as uh i don't know high strung as dr loomis oh no he was like completely calm you know mm-hmm. like way too calm he like he was yeah. himself on sedatives or something yeah. i don't know i was like <laughs> Why is this doctor being so nice mm-hmm. to these psychotic patients who they're definitely need patients. more help? They're, they're on a voyage. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, aren't we all crazy? Isn't that like a line in the movie? I'm like, yeah, yeah but there's, there's degrees <laughs> of craziness. And this movie definitely showed you uh, three of the guys that were, you know, uh, four, four of the four. guys that were uh three of them that like really traveled in the pack and then the fourth one kind of joined them you know which i thought was interesting you know um but yeah um it was really really cool like i i was very happy to see this movie because once again knowing nothing about it not seeing any trailers i mean i that's how i expect most people to go see this movie because i i don't know if the trailers show anything or whatever but like i was so like interested because i was like what is going on here what what are we gonna do with this you know story and uh where are we going yeah and there are so many facets to it maybe a few too many um but basically we have this very very posh to me mental hospital Mm -hmm. um and this doctor who i think is like a low rent jeffrey combs by the way I kept mm-hmm. like I had to look it up a few times. I was like, that's Jeffrey Combs. No, I it's wish it be was. Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. Uh, but he's a doctor who comes to replace a doctor who left. And that doctor was very close to a few of the patients because they're very new agey and you know, they're like all pals and everything with the patients. And so uh he finds out pretty early on that they think that he killed the other doctor. When in fact, the doctor just took a different job because probably he couldn't handle these people. Um, And so it sets it up for a pretty, pretty fun story. Uh, You know, so the family is they've relocated to this area into a very large house uh, with a really weird daughter. Uh, He's sort of like a curious little thing. Yeah, precocious, I guess, is the word to say. She's very smart, like she's like smarter than the parents kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I, yeah I, I like, she, she kind of reminded me of like, if you, you would have had fun with that role. If you were a kid, if I, was a kid I think, yeah. I think you would have, because like saying that line, like the Valium line, I just cracked up, you know, <laughs> so hard. I'm like, cause she was like, you know, something she was like, I need a Valium. And I'm like, kid, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. This is just crazy. But um, then to, to add more into the mix, his the doctor's sister is just getting released from another mental facility. She had basically they never really say it like a nervous breakdown. I think it's kind of what they allude to. Right. Uh, and they never really say like what her problem was. We learn later some of her triggers, but she just gets out. And so she's coming to stay. Uh, so yeah, we got a little mixed bag and then we've got a very feisty, uh, wife slash mom. Um, uh, I feel like the doctor's family doesn't match him. I feel like mm-hmm. the three girls, the three women, they, they fit together, but he like is a really, he's real dorky. <laughs> Sorry. You know, he, he looked like a older version of Dustin Hubbard. 
you know, um, our buddy Dustin Hubbard. Have you, you know, huh. Dustin? Yeah. Yeah. Dustin always gets sort of like reanimator vibes for his look. He kind of has that, huh. you know, thing. So I think that when I saw him, I was like, okay, I took a picture. Sorry, Dustin. I to... wasn't, I didn't make the connection. Okay. <laughs> no, but that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's like, you know, if, especially if you get like, told you 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 look a little like a low rent jeffrey combs you know like that's sort of what he you know yeah. what he gets a lot so there you go yeah so uh it's just the foreshadowing in this is just as obvious as donald pleasant would love it to be you know because that's mm-hmm. just who he is but so basically uh they kind of have uh, a lot of more freedom in this place and they're bound not by bars only by electricity now nothing can go wrong with that yeah of course not we also have people protesting the nuclear power plant you know i mean it's just like oh wow okay shit show's gonna go down (laughs) right yeah it's it's already set up yeah so yeah they they have this state-of-the-art security system that keeps them in um and keeps the uh you know the quote-unquote normal people safe on the outside uh, which, of course, all it takes is for the power to go out um, from your shitty nuclear power plant. Um, so, <laughs> yep. Then there so you get there you get the power outage yeah. and uh, blackout. You know, for right? Everybody. And they're on the they're on the third floor. Okay, they put them as high up as they can. I'm assuming, but you don't have some security between the third floor and the ground floor in case mm-hmm. of something like this, right? Or, or maybe the third floor, you have to have a key to, to unlock the door that just goes to the stairwell. Something. <laughs> but no, no. Nope, all of it's electricity. Yep, we're, we're trusting. We're trusting. And um, so, yep. So the third, the third story, right? That was the, that's the bad guys. That was the, the worst yeah. of the worst. And they, they're the only, like, apparently only six escaped, they said. So I'm wondering who the other two other were. The other two were, yeah. Yeah, because Maybe they, said... they just did that just to throw us off because there is a twist. Okay, we, we are all about spoilers here. I mean, this is yep. a movie oh, there's from a, you, 40 If you've years already ago. seen it uh, or if you haven't seen it, it's actually free on YouTube. That's where I saw it yeah. because I don't the, own uh, it. The uh, twist, though, I will say, I said this is like the third time I've seen it. I will say I saw the twist coming from a mile away. Yeah. I, I don't think it's that obvious. Uh, like, I don't think it, I, you know, I don't want to insult anybody who wouldn't have, but I didn't. Oh, I didn't really? Coming, no, I, I, I figured, although there are some problems with that. We'll talk about that in a minute, but so we got these three guys. The one is a Colonel. That's Jack Palance. I don't know. They don't really say what happened to him. Uh, mm-hmm. Then we've got the preacher who is Martin Landau. And then we've got this chubby dude who is a child molester. Uh, and then we have the bleeder, uh, the guy who, when he kills people, he gets a nosebleed and he's kind of infamous. And, you know, so I like that whenever uh, the sister comes into town and she's taking him to that god awful show, <laughs> the concert. The yeah, the sick fox. I would go see the sick fox. I know you would have. But she and the, the wife are talking and the wife's like, he's got the bleeder. No way. You know, like, like you know, he's like taking care of famous psychos, right? right. I mean, that's a cool thing, right? Uh, yeah. they, they know who this guy is. 
I mean, you know, that's kind of a crowning achievement for a psychiatrist, I would think. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, he's he's dealing with, and the, the bleeder is the um, yeah, is that is the guy who originally wears the hockey mask, which I think, right? He's the he's the hockey mask guy. Uh, I didn't. Eh, I don't remember that. I just okay. know they said they said he he never shows his face. Right. You know so, when they show him. He's got his face to the wall. He's just kind of crawling up the wall, like in sort of stereotypical crazy. So when fashion. when they escape and they go riding and looking for, I guess, clothes or something else to wear or whatever, and uh, uh, they go out and they see like a van, and there's a guy at the van, and he gets slit his head, you know, uh, neck slit by a guy in a hockey mask. I oh. believe that's the bleeder. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That that that's fair enough. Yeah. So I mean, they don't really they I don't really that. focus on the bleeder for the reason that the bleeder uh, is supposed again, to show up later. Yeah. Right. And you're right. not supposed to see it coming, like I didn't, because yeah. I just I didn't. I don't know. Like for some reason, I did. Although, if he okay, so all right, because we we just go off the rails here. So he is one of the protesters of the nuclear power plant and he right. gets thrown into jail with the mom and the, the sister. And mm -hmm. so do they not get booked? I mean, if he, if he got arrested, wouldn't he have to show ID mm -hmm. or do they, or maybe was it just one of those, like, we're just going to teach you a lesson kind of thing. We're going to haul y'all in, but we're going to let you go. Or did he steal ID from the person whose pants he's wearing? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It, yeah. That was interesting. I, I have that no was, idea. That was one, kind of, one thing I thought was like, well, how did he like get, like, how did he get arrested and not like get caught? You know, and, uh, caught. Yeah. Yeah. But, as like, okay, you need to be back on the mental loony bin bleeder, dude. Yeah, or like you don't have any ID, dude. We, you know. But he seemed like the problem I had was he seemed normal. Like he did not seem like a fucking yeah. psycho when he you know, was. But that's that's the duality sometimes. Uh, right, but I'm just saying that's what threw me off. I never, I just because when they said, "Oh, this guy helped us out," and is like basically this is now my new boyfriend. I know. You know <laughs> like you know, which I was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, all yeah. right. That was quick. I met this um, hunky dude in jail and hey, yeah. he's coming home for dinner. <laughs> he's coming home for dinner and, uh, the, you know, is that okay? And did you see the hesitation the guy had at first? He was like, um, okay. You know, uh, like, sure. Um, yeah, probably I really like. know this guy, but all right. Yeah. Because <laughs> you never uh, see, because he never saw his He never face. saw him. Right. You know, never yeah. saw his face. So he didn't know what the guy looked like when he was in the, um, you know, uh, in, in the mental hospital, you know, um, wish he had, you know, but then, then there would be no, you know, right. You think there'd be like that. a picture in a file, whatever. Yeah. Again, because movie, because yeah. if all these things, all these plot holes were filled in, we would have a five minute movie. Right. Um, like if they just thought to have the doctor who was in Philadelphia just call these guys and just talk to them for a few minutes and say, hey, guys, I'm sorry, I got this better job offer. Then maybe the entire movie could have been prevented. Once again, like, we again, need the movie. We need the movie. We need yep. the movie. <laughs> movie needs to exist. And uh, thankfully, it I, does. We need plot points and we need people doing stupid things like there are some weird things in this. Like the daughter is so 
like so mature. And she's like 12 in 1982. Like you might as well get a driver's license and get your right to vote. Like if you were 12 in 1982, like, I mean, you know, like mm -hmm. she should be able to stay home by herself and, you know, <laughs> Done anything very, else and very, uh, very mature yet. She believes the whole story of this guy who does not look like the kind of guy her mom would hire to babysit her. No, nope. like, are you a babysitter? Okay. Like she doesn't even question who are you? Like she was like, she said something about like, where did you come from? She didn't even say like, who are you? Never yeah. once questions who he is. And like, yeah, it, it seemed really stupid and naive. Maybe it was a little before we started getting uh, stranger danger pounded in our heads. Right. Um, so Yay, Gen X. <laughs> Whoa. She was Carol Seavers in Growing Pains. Nuh-uh. Yeah, she no, was. No, she was. That's not Tracy Gold. No. Uh, uh, she was, a, I guess, a young... Um, oh, maybe she like played her in a flashback or something? Uh, let me see, because it says Carol Seaver. Um, oh, and an unaired pilot. Oh, oh, so she was supposed to be Carol Seaver. Yeah, and unfortunately... And she got ousted by Tracy Gold. Yep. Um, Damn. And, yeah, and um, what else has she had done? Oh, uh, wow. She was also in a show called Simon and Simon for one episode. Yeah. She was in an after school special called My Mother Was Never a Kid. Um, oh and God, are you serious? You saw that I, one? I okay, I seriously just watched this recently because Rift Tracks did it. My mother was never a kid. Never a kid. Yeah. I mean, they just released it like a few weeks ago. That's she hilarious. Was, uh, Nina she, Martin. she would have been the little girl. It was this yeah. whole thing of like, you know, mom doesn't understand me and blah, blah, blah. She goes and like something happens and she ends up hanging out with her mom when her mom was her age. She was it, it's also, actually, it's cute. Holy shit. Here's another connection. So she was in also the hand me down kid, which was another after school special, but star Tracy Gold. Oh, talk about putting salt in your wounds. I know. But oh, that was her last. Well, that wasn't her last thing, was it? It wasn't her what last year was thing. that? Um, that was 1983. Oh man, man. Now, Growing Pains wouldn't have come out yet. No, I don't think. I'd say Growing Pains is probably more like 84. Uh, 85. Okay. So, okay. So we, we haven't established the rivalry yet. So there was probably no blood drawn on that. <laughs> yeah. That's that. That's that. They were, they were just two kids who were probably up for roles that were similar and probably right. they got to play best friends and then they probably went in and auditioned mm -hmm. and she got, was it the one girl got it. Um, and then uh this girl it, was like they, fuck it i'm gonna go to college <laughs> uh, no uh, i think what it probably ended up happening was the unaired pilot that they shot didn't do as well so they recasted oh, right. her and then yeah. it did do well and then she's out and yeah. tracy gold is in and you know yeah and then she's probably like forget it i'm done after yeah after simon and simon it looks like her career she just she maybe got married or uh you know started a family did did normal or got shit. a job or yeah normal yeah. stuff and like normal tracy gold, so but she was so i mean she was so good but she would have been it's really funny she would have been good as carol siever that just that's really funny like that's kind of a role that you know sort of like the nerdy you know um but 
yeah, I don't know. I, I can't see anybody what? but Tracy Gold in that. So yeah, yeah, weird. I can't um, but anyway, yeah. So that's funny. I was wondering if she had ever done anything else because I didn't know who she was. Like you know, <laughs> but I always like seeing. Um, so this movie reminds me a lot of like Assault of Precinct Thirteen. Um, in a way, you know, um, where it is, uh you know, where, where people are, are stranded and, and, you know, in a, an environment where they have to protect themselves and they, they don't know how, you know, they have to figure out a way to get out, you know? Yeah. But in this case, they are so freaking clueless. Yeah. I just kept correcting everything they were doing. And I know I've seen a lot of movies. Okay. But it's just like, they're like, Oh, go lock the windows. Oh, that does a lot when you're like literally like it's it's an old, old house. So the glass is like you could just throw a rock and like break the window. Right. It isn't until like they actually like try to get in that they even think about putting furniture in front of windows and they all stand in front of these windows. Oh, my God. I'm like, talk about like just a fucking target you know they just stand there well, you've seen the it of horror movies where the like jason will come through the window and grab the person and pull them but out not even like that like i'm just thinking about like i've seen like home invasion or like if if, if like somebody is outside where do you go you you duck down you get against walls and things i mean that's not a horror thing that's like survival Mm-hmm. And these people have no survival instinct whatsoever. No. There's a lot of a lot of the girls huddling in the corner kind of thing, uh, which drives me insane as well. But you don't like people huddling in the corner. Not when it's like, OK, you should do something. It's just just being like, oh, I'm scared. like I fucking hate that. I hate that because I guess I'm, I'm a woman of action. So yeah, I would you'd be slapping yeah. them around. Telling them I'd be like, ass up. shut up, come on. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they just start doing like, they just start doing the dumbest things. And then the cop who's there for dinner for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Why did he written- invite the cop? Like, I mean, I, okay. So I understand now after watching it, that it was for death scene and everything like that. Other than, other than that, why is he like, I mean, yeah, it, it, it wasn't even like a let me go and protect you. It was more like, I mean, it was more like, hey, we really dodged a bullet. And my wife makes a great pot roast. So come on over. So come on like, over and hang out. Like, dude, yeah, it was he weird. didn't even really know the cop. The cop just like no. came to visit like, or came to help out. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's not like they were like best friends or something. They're like, hey, right. hey they, Roy, well, come I mean, on the over guy's and... only been in town for like a week anyway. I know, so right. Have friends anyway. Maybe, maybe that was also maybe that was, you know, it is a good idea to get in, to become close with, you know, the police right. department because uh, right. if something were to happen, you know, they, they can then they go... could go outside and they could be stupid too. Oh, Just yeah. Walking yeah, yeah. around with a flashlight. And I'm like, no Dude, gun, huge no gun. porch, right? No gun until the very last minute. And they had this huge porch, like they could have turned on a lot of like, or not turned on lights because they didn't have those, but like put up a bunch of candles on the windows. They could have had people watching out. Like they could have had, uh, what do you call it? Like, a lookout. Yeah. Like a lookout, like lookout. And like, instead the family's all just huddled behind the glass, oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiotic what the hell you know and the cop is just looking straight forward and he's just walking into the darkness like 
I, you know what? You deserve to die, dude. You deserve to die. He was but alone in the dark. He was alone in the dark. I, I was just, always wondering where this the title was going to come. Right, because to. nobody is really alone. No. I mean, they're, they're like people are in the dark, but no one is alone. Nobody's. Well, I mean, they're alone in rooms at some points, um, especially like the the one girl, the sister of the of the main guy. She's going up the stairs you know yeah. and she's like freaking out and everything and she's all alone and i'm like why are you alone you idiot right. Get did you not somebody. don't you know did you not read the title page of the script girl i know like it's called that, alone in the dark right that is idea. one of the things that we do find out she can't deal with she's trying to go up the stairs and she's like i can't do it i can't do it it's like why the hell he sent her upstairs she's like oh i'm sorry i sent you upstairs like i mean it, you get this impression that something happened to her in a somewhat similar situation where she went upstairs and something happened to her yeah so, yeah he's he's a really you know empathetic doctor slash brother as well <laughs> an idiot yeah <laughs> most of the characters are kind of idiots they're they're um, kind of they're dumb i mean you know the the wife uh slash mom she's i mean she seems to be like she's got a good head on her shoulders but she still goes into idiot mode well, she, I mean, she was a, she was a pothead. She is, you know, which is not, not, not. not yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's, I mean, but she's just, just, she's a little more youthful. I think that the idea is the contrast that he's like so stodgy and dorky and she relates more to the sister and she's yeah, excited she's about going to see. Sister. Yeah. yeah. She wants to go see a sick fuck. She wants to smoke pot and. She wants Little to black. get in trouble protesting things. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. Which, she's... So, okay. So was the girl at school, I'm guessing? The little girl, did she go to school mm-hmm. or something? Because, like, she gets dropped off by, like, a, 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 I guess a van or a car or something, you know, or whatever. And I'm, like, thinking, who just dropped her off? Like, wouldn't it be a school bus that would have came and dropped off kids, you know, or dropped I her off? I have a really good answer for that. They probably couldn't afford one. I would, so, I would yeah, guess, probably a like, private chauffeur system. Who knows? But yeah. Yeah, really, like literally, it probably wouldn't have been that. It would have been a, a school bus or, or right. something, you know, with school on it. And they probably I mean, I, wouldn't have let her go in without, you know, making sure I mean, she was fine. Maybe, maybe it was someone in the neighborhood who has a kid that, you know, they the parent they have an arrangement with the parents to, you know, drop okay. her off. I mean, yeah, that's carpool. that's that's fair enough yeah i mean and that was it too she was just like try she was kind of like i need to call because my daughter is getting dropped off after school and blah 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 you know yeah but oh it's okay she's just taking a nap um okay okay so you are you said that guy the big guy um, yeah who i'm sorry is no longer with us sadly he is uh he died at the age of like 35 or something Hmm. And he, I didn't know who he was either, but I was like, he's a giant dude. Like, I was like, he's got to be doing more horror films. And sadly, he um, is not. He, um, his name is Erland Van Lith. Um, He died at the age of 34. And um, he was in The Running Man, Stir Crazy, and The Wanderers. Um, He played a character named Terror in Wanderers. Uh, Grossberger and Stir Crazy and Dynamo in The Running Man. But in here, he's Ronald Fatty Elster. There we go. And, <laughs> Sounds um, about right. Yep. And so he, 
um, he was a child molester, and yet did he molest the girl at all? Like he did, did he... not. And so that was the thing that I think was a little odd. That the family, once they find out that he had been there, they seem a little less than impressed. Like the the doctor's like, okay, so did he touch you? No. Okay, well, he didn't touch her. He was just here to talk to me. It's all okay. All right, everybody, let's let's have a party and yep. you know, and yep. like they just seem like so un. I don't know and like it just they didn't care at all like there was no like oh well what if the psychos come back I mean it's not like it doesn't look like they live in town like it looks like it looks like they live in a place where you would have to purposely go and he's not just going to get a ride back to Walmart or whatever I mean like you don't think he's still out there Okay, so yeah, first of all, he's, you know, and and then when the uh, the mother was going crazy asking questions to the to the uh, father and he, she's like, you know, what you know, wait, so he was in here in our house, you know, it was like, oh yeah, but he didn't do anything. He he just right, yeah. he just, oh, okay. uh, he just sent her, you know, let her play with these things, then go to go to bed, took yeah. a nap and then left. And I'm like thinking, um, wait, why would why would you be happy that a child molester actually uh took care of your child yeah does like, that not creep you out just that, a little yeah, bit just to think that maybe she was maybe touched in some way and didn't realize it right you know, maybe like I mean, maybe he gave her he gave her milk and cookies so maybe she was taking a nap because he roofied her you know maybe. they don't explore any of these things, things. they just it just kind of moves on done. to the next scene yeah yeah and, okay I, I don't know if that's like Jack Shoulder and, and the uh, the story people's idea of just like let's just move move the story along to get to the action. Probably, you know? probably, but, but it does make the parents look stupid as fuck. <laughs> right, because like why even introduce that whole scene except the fact that we get Bunky killed and oh, her yeah. boyfriend. I kept calling her Bunky Prewster. Yeah. <laughs> Brewster, nice. Yeah, but yeah, so they get Bunky, who has some incredibly deep-set eyes. Uh, she's got a very angular face. Every time I was looking at her, it's kind of painful. I uh, like her. I think she's cute. Oh, no, I liked her. I liked her, but she just had a very, like, mm. uh, But so she goes to check on the girl, and and uh, that doesn't go so well. Because all she does, she's like, yeah, she's taking a nap. It's good. Again, it's, it's good. Again, I'm going to bring my boyfriend over in the next room and have sex with him while the girl is taking a nap and she and can again, wake up at like, any time. Did you take a lot of naps when you were like in sixth grade when you got home, especially if you were by yourself? No. I mean, it also begs the question, did he like slipper roofie or something? Yeah, it had to be because like, I don't think she would have. Plus, she didn't even seem like she wanted to. She didn't yeah. even want to go upstairs with him. Yeah. So, and when he said, "Just finish your milk and cookies," maybe, yeah, yeah. He, maybe he had done something with it with them or whatever, you know. But we will never know. So we'll never know because it's never explored. Moving on. So Bunky's like, "Hey, the kid's asleep. Come over." To her, the dorkiest guy. Yep. With the huge nipples that are on the side of his chest, like they're not like frontward facing they're like on the side <laughs> and he's wearing his pants like up to his boobs like he's fred mertz or something 
Oh my God. I was like, Bunky, you could do so much better, girl. Are those like crocodile <laughs> nipples or something? Uh, is that what they're called? I don't know, but like, you know, I have yeah, they're crocodiles like, have like eyes on both sides of the, you yeah, know, like it's like bird's eyes or something like, yeah, they're on <laughs> the sides. It was so I'll weird. call them crocodile nipples then. There we go. There we go. If that's not, if that's not a term, we have just coined it. So yeah. Call for, Urban for, Dictionary. Urban, like, urban Dictionary. We have just made something. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. And he, you know, he was a total dork and whatever, uh-huh. but. But, you know, like I would, she was another one that I'm like, okay, I know I've seen a lot of movies, Bunky, but if there's, it's really a cool concept. She's on the bed and he's under the bed with the knife and is stabbing up, you Mm -hmm. know, and she doesn't know where he is. But because it it keeps happening. So she doesn't know, like, she's afraid to like run because he could just, you know, step up. So, Rob and I, this is where we got into, you know, bitch get out of the house kind of you know we were we were giving her so many suggestions she was not taking any of them yeah so at first so at first she gets backed up to the window and he's quite a quite a ways away and stabs upwards you got the window behind you just fucking jump out that goddamn window right Mm -hmm. no she doesn't do that and then she's like crawling on all fours and she's got her chest really low to the bed and it's like okay First of all, minimize the amount of your surface area that is close to where the knife could go. I was like, if I, you know, if I could do a handstand, that's what I'd be doing. Because then if he, if he stabbed my hand, I'd be okay. I could still run. Right. <laughs> like, but just minimize. Like, you don't be like, I'm just going to lay here, you know, and do an alligator crawl right. on the bed, you know, and give him more area. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Bunky wasn't the smartest, but. R.I.P. Bunky Prewster. <laughs> and then she ran off the bed and then she ran right into our buddy. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, she, no matter what, she would have died, but she didn't know there was another person. So, I mean, she theoretically, like if there was one person, she theoretically did it right. But yeah, she didn't know there was a whole pack of them. Yep. Um, which I actually kind of like that though. Like I like mm-hmm. that. I've always liked uh, where there's more than one murder. Because it's scarier because, and this movie was actually pretty scary. Like if I were a kid, I would have hated this movie. Like it would have, it would have, it would have freaked me out. I wouldn't have been able to watch it. Um, But uh, I, I I really like, I I dug how freaking scary like it was because the thought of like, there's more than one person stalking you. is terrifying, you know, because one person evading one person is sometimes pretty easy evading two or three people four people you when know, you don't like, know like all she knows is some guy is trying to kill me she doesn't know yeah which it also begs the question did the dad talk to bunky i don't think he did i think just the mom did right somebody called bunky and she the him. mom called bunky because she was like that she was in jail she called bunky to see if bunky could go but did bunky end up talking to the dad because of the i i can't remember because if bunky did end up talking to the dad it seems like something you would want to mention would be like hey uh so a few of my patients escaped and they might be on their way to our house yeah i don't think he did i don't, I don't think, think he, he did. did i don't yeah. think he did yeah because I think he would have. It seems I don't seems he... like something that would have happened. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! How did? 
They, okay, so other than like Bunky's car being out front, I guess, or whatever, I guess that was the thing because they couldn't find Bunky. Yeah, and they, and they found... didn't really care. Yeah, so yeah, they didn't seem to care that her boyfriend was over too, like you know, because the boyfriend's car was there too, you know. Yeah, yeah. So... And speaking of cars arriving at their house, what the hell kind of car was Donald Pleasant's driving? <laughs> It's like oh, some no. kind of 1930s woodchuck thing or something. <laughs> I have no idea. But Back it... to the horn to go like, eh, <laughs> yeah. Man, they didn't even know how to drive some of those cars because they had to like push instruments to make like, you know, that one yeah. car, car they found, whatever it was. I think that was uh, Donald Pleasance's car, but uh, yeah, the one he was like was... trying to figure out how to start it up and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. It was definitely a classic, I guess. But he's just, I mean, he's got this confidence and this arrogance as he's coming up and he's just like, hey, preacher, preacher, I'm not scared of you. Come on. He's not you know, saying I'm not scared. He's like saying, oh, yeah. uh, are you doing OK? Are you all right? Yeah. You know, like everything is blah, blah, blah. You know, like it's... I was just laughing my ass off. I'm like, uh, dude, like this guy is not right. You know, yeah. and he is now out in the wild. You do not treat him like one of your patients. You treat him like, you right. know, I, I kept wanting, I wanted Tunnel Pleasance to live, you know, so I wanted him to go into that, you know. And because how naive he was about his patients. Like, no, just I liked him. I liked Donald Pleasance. In it, yeah, right? I mean, I like him too, but uh, yeah. whatever. Uh, you know, I have to like, nowadays, I have to like, just say, okay, no matter what happens, no matter who dies, I cannot be attached to any of these characters. Yeah. Because in any horror film these days, I get too attached and I'm like, oh, uh, man, that person died. I like them. Man, why did they have to? Like Bunky. I liked Bunky. I was like, I, I hope Bunky, she lived. Yeah. But, she... but I, I knew she wasn't because I looked at a picture of her on uh, IMDB or something or or somewhere and it, it showed the her being grabbed oh. by him. And I'm like, Oh, but it's like it looks like something that was like a marketing thing that yeah, she probably, it was probably sells. in the trailer or something. She probably or, sells oh, at conventions, conventions if she ever goes yeah. to any, you know. But I'd I'd pay for Bunky. I'd pay to see Bunky. <laughs> would you would you get a selfie with Bunky? Yeah, sure. I why would. not? I would too. I mean, sure. I hope she does go out there and because even with just one credit of Alone in the Dark, I think she's done a couple other things, but even with just Alone in the Dark as the horror credit, you know, people would be like, oh my God, I remember yeah. you from that. That's awesome. Yeah. Eh, you know. Well, all 10 of us who, you know, watch I, this. <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, so a friend of mine, Vincent, uh, sent me some information because he's huge into this stuff. And he said, because I told him I was uh, doing a podcast on this. He goes, oh, nice. I haven't seen it since that V is since VHS, but always dug it back then jack shoulder who went on to direct a nightmare on elm street 2 and the yeah. hidden he also supervised the u.s creepers re-edit of argento's phenomena for new line he also directed the tv movie 12 days of terror based on the nj uh shark attacks that inspired jaws so yeah he jack shoulder is you know he was pretty prolific um nice. i actually met him a couple of years ago uh, i have was, not <laughs> he was not very friendly um oh Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jack Shoulder. Oh, but, hopefully, um, uh, you know, you didn't need a shoulder to cry on. <laughs> yeah. After that. Um, <laughs> Maybe you but, did. Uh, 
but yeah, like, uh, so we end up, we find out the twist that hunky jail boyfriend is really the bleeder. Right. Um, so you didn't see that coming at all, like even closer to time. Hmm. I, I guess, but you know what though, you know what, in your, in your dot defense, because obviously it's, you know, whatever they just dropped him. Right. I mean, once they left the asylum, there was no other mention. And we, I don't think we ever knew for sure that the bleeder was one of the people who got out. Right. Like, I mean, we didn't know. I think that was maybe the red herring they were trying to throw at us, that there were six people out there. Like, okay, so there's the three we know, and then there are three other randos doing something else. Yeah. And one of them happened to be the bleeder, which I mean, I just, uh, you know, I think it, if I guessed it was him or something, or I had known it was him, you know, like had I see we've seen his face before or something, we knew who he was. I think the suspense in the room would have been even worse for me because I'd be like, when is this guy going to attack? Like why? Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. You know? I, I like the idea that they feel somewhat safe. They've got this extra layer of protection. Yeah. And he cares. He cares about environmental issues. <laughs> Supposedly, I mean, who knows if he does for real or not? I mean, I don't know what. Maybe his he's like, you know what? Was. When I get out of here, I am going to go protest that nuclear power plant, and then I'm going to go kill some people. <laughs> yeah, <'Cause laughs> I mean? he's a serial killer, apparently. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like that was what he was. He was known for. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, all in all, they end up a serial killer nosebleeds. He's which is a kind of which is a cool concept. I like that. Yeah, I've never seen that before. No. Uh, I don't know what word uh, Siri uh, heard. You know? <laughs> I heard something. I was like, uh, yeah, Siri popped up and was just like, you know, you know, how can I help you? And I'm like, All right, I, I, I wasn't planning on your help. Um, anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, I think it was the serial killer thing. You know, saying oh, this, you, you know? said serial. Yeah. And it sounded like, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anywho, what else? Um, what else is going on with this? Like, um, uh, so there's also, oh, we forgot to mention the, the doctor who got killed. Um, like the a nurse kind of, kind of doctor or whatever. He wasn't really a, I don't think it was a doctor. Yeah, doctor. Um, yeah he, the guy, the one who was a prisoner of war, who was like kind of a little paranoid. I almost thought he was like a patient, like a. a I like thought he was so at first too, but then I was like, he's in scrubs. He's got his own office. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I was like, he's he's a he's a he's like a nurse or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's like an orderly or something to that effect. Um, but yeah, poor guy, you know, and then, nope. oh, wait, we didn't talk about two. Of course, since this is a Robert Shea movie. Of course, Lynn Shea is the first person that we see. Yes. Best but, line in the movie. But they don't like they don't explore the fact that their receptionist went crazy and that they still employ her as a receptionist. But she's a patient like <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking thing. I don't know. Did she go crazy or was but she they said just... she was the receptionist and she went mad? And now she's a patient, but they just let her sit Still at the be a desk receptionist. and I mean, be a receptionist. Hey. I mean, if she can answer the phone, who cares? If she can answer the phones, um, but you can't see 
you the know, doctor. the doctor because he's invisible. he's invisible. And I love that because I love the line from Donald Pleasance of, uh, oh, to me, uh, or, or to, yeah, to her, I her, am invisible. I, to her, I am invisible. <laughs> and I was like, okay, he's very like, okay with people's weirdness yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like he's not. And and he's and then that becomes the problem is he's too okay with these things. Yeah, exactly. He needs it's to okay. Like realize, you know, it's okay to like you know try to explore things and look at things differently. But whenever there's like there's there's clear danger, you, you yeah. gotta you gotta get back. You gotta put up your defenses a little bit. When people but, are actually dying and stuff, th- this is when it's time to worry. Now, you want to talk about the biggest plot convenience that you've ever seen in a movie would be that whenever the psychotic who is trying to kill you because he thinks you killed his doctor, uh, when the power magically comes back on, the TV comes on um, without any kind of human intervention, and it just happens to be the news story where they're interviewing the doctor that he thinks got killed. Right. Like, you want to talk about the biggest stroke of freaking luck? That's, ever? that's, isn't that called like a, um, uh, a deus ex machina, you know? It's like, where man. it's just, where, you know, the God machine, where just all of a sudden, like something, like a miracle happens that would not have happened because, you know, right. or whatever. And, Right. Honestly, I kind of hated that. Like, I kind of wish that they had killed Jack Palance at the end or something, had to kill them all to survive, you know, because I liked that Jack Palance lived because I liked it that he went back to the club (laughs) and that he picked up this girl who like, I think the idea is that, you know, the whole thing of like a lot of us are crazy or whatever. She's crazy in her own way. Yeah. Is he really that much different? Well, well, yeah, probably. I mean, we don't really, I don't think we really know what he, like his flavor. He wasn't like a killer, I don't think. Or they never said he was. All oh, they he said liked, was he he, liked, um, he's a colonel. Yeah. And he liked uh, bows and arrows or whatever, you know, he had a yeah. crossbow that he used. So he yeah. was very, you know, and that he, so like, because I was wondering who was the one who had the crossbow because that was the, that was who killed the cop, you know, yeah. and everything. I guess, so. I guess we don't know. I don't think that this is necessarily, I guess maybe the third floor was supposed to be the criminally insane, but I don't think really it was criminally insane. It was just the really bad cases. It just well, happened to be that two of them were. Well, okay. So, um, Oh wait, the preacher liked to burn down churches yeah, with people in them. With people the, in I them. I don't think the colonel, I don't think they really said what he what he did no yeah that he, but, they, maybe that maybe they did that on purpose so that you're okay with him living yeah so there's a scene in the movie like uh i think it's toward more toward the middle before all the chaos really starts you know starts to happen at the house or whatever but like when they're all outside right and before preacher starts burning whatever i think or maybe after he starts burning the stuff with the matches that they why give a guy who burns stuff matches? I don't no, that's get just, it. That's just idiotic. That's not yeah. being new age. That's not being like, really? I'm not going to give you a match. Yeah, you burn, you burn churches down. You're going to burn this place down. You know. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway. sure. You know, yeah. So uh, they go up and he starts talking to uh, the colonel 
and he's he's like you know i i didn't you know i didn't murder that guy he's in you know blah 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 and he's like yeah i know i know you know i know he's he's over there all this stuff i know exactly where you know right and i'm like thinking I mean, okay, so he, he does know? I don't think he did. I think that was the thing. Like, he was trying to say to him, like, you guys were, like, friends. You were close, right? Right, right. Yeah, I totally, totally still talk to him. I think he's getting that, like, that a feeling of abandonment. Like, yeah, if he is my friend, I really should know where he is. Like, I think for him, he's just angry that the doctor left him. Or I think know, he's got he, a little more. He's a little more logical than the other ones. Or if you knew you know that a uh if you knew that 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 was what made them mad and upset you go you know let's let's have a call let's give them a call exactly and, right and everything. And exactly like whole... i said let's just right again and then maybe five minutes that into the movie saved... this could have been thwarted yeah. all the way around <laughs> all the way around but no this it, it he decided to not do that and this whole movie has begun this yeah. really weird fucking you know things yeah. i don't know i don't know it's it, it's i mean like the ending is like the whole end sequence with the tv turning on i mean that made me roll my eyes i was like okay i get that you know this is a hot story or whatever so it's not like it's completely random that this would be on tv but it's like just that it's like it's like as you know person x is trying to kill you the news story comes on the TV that is going to keep person X from killing you. Like, really? <laughs> like, and then he just like, he just like leaves and yeah, he's like, okay. And then he walks out and then they don't do anything. They don't call the cops. They don't, you know, or whatever. They don't try yeah. to keep them there. Like you dude, you need to go back to the mental asylum. You can't be out walking around like a normal person, you know, like this is not, you know um, whatever they're safe they don't care <laughs> i guess but i mean maybe he doesn't want them him back in a mental hospital you know like yeah he's like man i'm now that leo's dead i'm probably going to be taking over and i don't want to deal with that guy <laughs> yeah uh, what do you we'll think? let the I don't law know enforcement get him i guess but, who was yeah. the other doctor there's a another uh female doctor who yeah like, who just kind of pops up for a little every, bit yeah it talks to leo mostly you know or whatever yeah. like every now and then um but so there was a couple people it, it seemed like for a a pretty big building you know <coughs> with a bunch of freaking psychopaths you would think that there'd be a lot more doctors a lot more people but they mm-hmm. can't probably afford all these extras to pretend to be doctors you know or something you know and a right? receptionist who isn't also a patient but yeah you know <laughs> also a patient hey. because she became a patient right know? and that i thought they were gonna go somewhere with that you that know like it, like that would have been some, like that she that they one of them got in her ear and like made her go crazy or something that's what i thought they were gonna do but maybe it would have been just, a funny idea if like the whole facility was run by mad people yeah but but again it's one movie so you know you can't you can only go so far but i mean all in all though I really I dug this movie. I I like it. It's it's uh it's early 80s. Uh it's got a little bit of everything. No. no I, I I actually agree with that. I yeah. I see when I watched it like knowing nothing about it, I was just intrigued to know where this was going to go. Like it starts out with the weird ass fucking preacher dream, 
you know, yeah, that had nothing to do with the rest of the movie except, I guess, a, yeah. a glimpse into what he thinks in his head, yeah. you know, or whatever, which is that he eats fish and uh, it starts raining frogs, I guess, or something. Yeah, I into the world kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Like, let's just throw some biblical crap in there because he's, well, he's a, preacher. a preacher. Yeah, yep. and then that's it. But he doesn't like. Oh, and we forgot to mention the uh, the random bicycler who, oh, yes. you know, who... He, like, he was some kind of courier of some sort. Yeah, like I thought it was mailman or, or something, yeah. Yeah. On a, guy. yeah, on this stupid little bike, yeah. And they, like, just are, like, terrorizing him and running him over. And then he just, he, he doesn't even really get hit, hit. Like, he doesn't get hit hard. But he flies off the bike and like he's magically he gets in the grass and he's just magically dead. Yep. <laughs> like, there's no real reason for him to be dead. Like most like every one of us have survived like 10 of those bike wrecks when we were like kids. But no, this guy just oh, it just yeah. happened to get him the wrong way. <laughs> and I think the last thing I, I want to make sure gets mentioned that I mentioned to you earlier yesterday was that there was a reference to Freddy Krueger uh, before Freddy Krueger. So I'm wondering about this. Uh, so when the uh, when the big guy um, gets, you know, talks to a little girl and everything, and she says, where are you from? And he goes, Springwood, right? That is where Freddy lives. Hmm. And, yeah, I didn't catch that. You said that. You said there was a yeah, Krueger reference, but and, I didn't know what it was. You didn't uh, you didn't catch it when you watched the movie? No, but you know, I mean, like if you think about it too, like when people write movies or direct, you know, you always tend to put in what you know. Well, I'm just saying like Wes Craven wrote uh, that and uh, Jack Shoulder made that. He directed the know. second one, but like he Bob did... Shea like produced both of these. So, so you maybe... think that maybe it was Bob yeah. Shea's idea to have them both set in the same town? Or, or, like it's, just a, it's, town? It, or it's just a generic name you know i don't care i guess I if, it was, be... if it was springfield i guess i could i could get behind that the generic name a little bit more but yeah I didn't... it's springwood you know springwood uh, is very you know i mean that's not as generic yeah. sounding so it's i think i think what it is is maybe you're right maybe bob shay uh you know did alone in the dark and it probably kind of wanted to have his own like uh, his own little inside jokes for his own little universe maybe yeah and uh, i mean if if that is set you know that's pretty funny that alone in the dark is set in the freddy krueger universe you know or whatever but because freddy i mean springwood is where freddy i mean that's freddy's you know yeah. no matter what um so there's this you know there's a there's that big guy who used to live in springwood and maybe he had bad dreams like it would have been he was a child molester or whatever yeah. or you could even see like there maybe even like one of those weird things where like he had you know somebody had an idea it was like uh you know remember we had in that one movie we had that child molester and blah blah, blah. And what if we like combine that with this you know i mean there's so many like there's so many like weird things that we could suppose upon that so, could be coincidence uh, or could not be interestingly too is uh that you know when i first was watching this uh, uh the other idea came to mind with the home invasion stuff was last house on the left mm-hmm. directed by you know Wes craven. Wes craven so this kind of had that kind of feel of like because uh i i remember watching last house on the left when i was young because um i i think it was on t- it wasn't on, it couldn't have been on tv there's no way 
that like USA would have played it or anything. No, uh, that doesn't seem. I like think it. I think I rented it. Uh, must have rented it. But uh, I remember watching it, going, "Oh my god, this is this is brutal and nasty and not what you know." Like, and it was kind of scary, you know. And uh, to go back to you know what I mean nowadays, nothing really scares me much anymore as far as horror goes, because like. I don't know. Uh, once I watch it, I start realizing I'm in a movie, you know, like it's, yeah. it's hard to like, as when you start making movies, you start noticing things and you're like, Oh, I wonder where that light went over there. Right. Like, right. Know. You're like, wow. I wonder how they did that. Huh? Yeah. That's really clever. Or yeah. Like you, yeah. it's just all technical. It's funny. Uh, my parents, like they've, you know, they, they've been involved a little bit with the movies that I've made and my sister and, um, and then they were extras in my last movie or whatever. And like uh, my mom said, you know, we can't watch movies the same again. Like they didn't they didn't know that movies don't get shot in chronological order. Right. You know, well, some movies do. I mean, some movies yeah. have, you know, but that's right. only but in, gen- in general, they you're don't. not supposed to. Yeah. Because- yeah. And like, you know, and, and when you see that, like, you know, when you're you know, we have this scene like this bar scene that we have extras there for five hours. And like, you know, we're doing all this different stuff. And I'm like, guys, this is going to be five minutes in the movie. Like, I just, just yeah. so you know, like, you know, people don't understand that, you know, yeah, they and, think that five hours will be like five hours of a movie. Like, that's right. how, like, you, know, you can you make doing? the whole movie like, in five hours. And how's it, you know. how does it take you that long to make a movie? Oh, it does. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, you have or to like, set up, you have to like, or like, to... even like people don't know, like when you do close up shots, like kind of the over the shoulder, it's like. Well, obviously there's not a camera on either side, you know, or you'd see the camera. It's like you have that's for whatever, 10 minutes or whatever you see that there's 10 minutes of the other side, right? right? Like basically take any scene and multiply it by at least four. And that's how much you had to shoot to get it. (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, anyway, let's rate this thing. We're getting about an hour. Yeah. So what, what would you say? Uh, we go out of five, right? Right. Um, you know, I mean, this isn't the greatest movie ever. I'm not going to nope. say that. Um, <laughs> no, like, but I also am not going to be comparative. Like, I hate five. Five is so restrictive mm-hmm. to me. Um, because then you think, well, I'm going to give it a blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, but I gave blah, 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 blah. You know, and then you're like, but is this a better movie or a worse movie than that? So just taking it for what it is. I'm going to go with like a 3.5. It's not super, super memorable, but I think it's a movie that um, I think it it definitely is a movie that I could start watching more on my, my uh, (laughs) rewatch Dan's card. And this is out of five, right? Stars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give it a four. You know, like I really enjoyed it. It's not like the best movie. And as we said, we it's got like a few flaws, you know, like stupidity, um, especially, you know, and stuff where I think they do a lot of the stuff because they don't want the movie to end like that easily. Right. Oh, so they have right. To, like, yeah. Like this is definitely one of those movies where if you put any kind of intelligence into it, like if you put any intelligence into the characters the movie would just be done <laughs> yeah right you know like it's, it's like that's what was that what was that uh commercial where the people were like you know should we should go over that way over you know oh over to yeah car. it's like an, an insurance no. commercial or something yeah, and it's, it's like a fake and- 
yeah, horror yeah. film, you know, yeah. but it's like, you know, don't make mistakes like these people did, yeah. you know, or whatever. You don't want to yep. be as stupid as these people are. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's sort of what they're making fun of actually what happens in these horror films. Like yeah. they, they make the dumb mistakes. They decide to go to the garage with all the, the chainsaws and stuff. Right. Or stand in front car. of the window or this is my last thing I'm going to say about this movie. Like if somebody, if I feel like I'm being threatened in any way, shape or form anywhere in my house, I right now could tell you five things that I would use as a weapon. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got, I've got a wine bottle with a a teacup. Yeah. Right. Smash somebody over the head. It takes them so long to even think about grabbing a weapon. And I'm like, it does go to the kitchen and grab a knife. I've got this Jason Momoa signed Game of Thrones beer. I'll, th- I'll thwomp you with this, you know, like, like, I don't understand. Like, you, but just ooh, sit there. Yeah. And they have that huge cleaver in there. Like, that's a great weapon. And they have that in their butcher block. And yep. it takes them a long time. Until the end of the movie, <laughs> yes. you know, until the end of the movie, until they grab that. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, oh, Lord. Yeah, just go you to know. your kitchen, people. There's stuff. You you don't even have to go to your kitchen. Like I said, this is just me not even moving. And I can, you know, I've got a computer monitor. Like <laughs> anything can be a weapon. Fun. Anyway. All right. All right. That's, that's the end of my PSA. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that's the end of this episode. However, next, uh, next month uh, will be my pick and I will uh, let everybody know that it's going to be cutting class, you know? Yeah. I'm excited. I haven't, I haven't watched it since like a couple years or something, you know? So I'm really excited to dive back into that. Uh, Brad Pitt and Joel Sholen. Jill Jill Sholen. I love uh, Jill Sholen. <laughs> oh, she's the sweetest. She's been on my radio show before. Her. She's yeah. adorable. Um, so I I, I want to meet her someday if she's ever at like one of these conventions or whatever. I don't know. I don't think she'll be at Scarefest this year or anything. But if she is, I'm dying to like go say hey in person, you know, and stuff. Um She's definitely one that deserves to be at like conventions and stuff because mm-hmm. she's done so much, you know, yeah. in the stepfather and popcorn and, you know, yep. just so much. Anyway, uh, so get ready for that. Um, and aside from that, I think that's it. And then it'll be, I think, is that it? Or did we have um, two other planned? I have one more. Okay, so we had one. I only have it listed as it stops on mine on. So you have one more. So I started it, I think. Yeah, so mine is going to be the last one. Your one's going to be the last one of the season. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was so confused. I was like, wait a minute. Did we have any more? But no, I think for horror film lovers, we decided to go uh, a couple more episodes than we were planning. So, um, but for this one, we're stopping here and then bringing back up in uh, January. So I guess October will be the last uh, month. So yeah, All right. you got a couple more. People. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. But mine will be back to school. So um, there you go. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys all for checking this out and hope you enjoyed it. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Later.